When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Terrio Media. It's changing, man. As I drive down the street and I see this, people driving cars. Mm-hmm. I go to the urinals and I see people taking a pee doing this, man. <clears throat> My perspective and outlook is changing, brother. I used to be the direct mail guy. Mm-hmm. I love direct mail, man. My postcards, I'm cranking them out, letters and stuff. But now, man, I'm seeing... If you ain't living in that phone, man, I think you might have to be questioned as far as your business is running, you know? Welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. It is Thought Leader Thursday. Okay, so today I am joined by the host of the Real Estate Roundup. He used to flip music tracks and now he flips houses. As well, he works with notes, pre-foreclosures, hard money, lease options, rentals, and property management, all the while hosting a very popular YouTube channel loaded with his entertaining stories and valuable lessons from the trenches. So please help me welcome to the show, Mr. Chris Haskins. Chris, welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing. What's up, Matt? What up, bro? <laughs> Good to have you here, man. Uh, I, I was really, I was clicking around on YouTube and I came across your channel and I read, started watching some of your shows and uh, your episodes. It was really funny and entertaining. And uh, But I started to read about you a little bit more and uh, I was like, wow, we have a a very common path of how we got to real estate. I was in the music business for 15 years as a producer and it looked like you have something similar going on. Uh, What happened to music and how did you get into real estate? Wow, that's cool, man. First, thank you, brother, for providing this information out to the public, man. It really means a lot, bro. Sure, sure. Yeah, glad you're here. So yeah, the music business, brother, I don't know your story. I'd like to hear more about it, but um, I was a music producer, brother. I mean, doing it, traveling the world, mm-hmm. recording with artists, you know, and then we had a couple big hits with 50 Cent and then rolling with Teddy Riley and doing that crap, staying up all night. You know, Matt, I was working from 10 in the morning to two in the morning, you know, working. Like- and then you go to the clubs to promote, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling old. Right. So, and then I got my publishing deal with EMI, and that was a big deal. And How did we not cross paths? I had a distribution deal with EMI. Really? Yeah, I was on, I had a full label deal under on Caroline, but we, we leveraged oh, the EMI relationship. Yeah. You weren't doing urban music, though. Yeah, it was hip-hop. Ill Boogie Records. Nice. Yep. We probably did cross paths, man. You know, it just didn't, didn't link up. Right, yeah. As you know, I got my publishing deal, dude. And then two months later, man, we had two hundred thousand. Man, I'm like, then a few months later, I had eighty dollars in the bank. <laughs> it goes like that in music. I'm telling you, the, I think I had like five dollars in my account the day before the wire landed on my distribution deal. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember those days. But anyway, what happened? How come no longer music? And how'd you get into real estate? Yeah, man. So we was I was doing this that all a lot of our youth especially youth from the minority aspect are taught to do to ball out of control. I thought that was how we, how you do it. If you get some money, you show it out to the world. And that is exactly the opposite thing that we should be doing. Yeah. So I was traveling around Miami, LA, New York, Atlanta, blowing money left and right. As you know, technology yeah. comes up. We got to get pro tools and a new G five and a new, you know, the new studio, you got to have the newest, right? 
right? Two, three thousand dollars a week I'm spending, money's going depleting. I'm like, you know what, man? This business is not designed to help me at all. It's designed to take from me. <clears throat> Got it. Yeah. Took a little bit of money I had left from that publishing. You know, some of the publishing still came in at that time. Mm-hmm. I took that money, man, and I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Mm-hmm. Destructive lifestyle, the drinking, drug, and sex, and everybody's doing everybody. And, you know, man, it just the lifestyle just wasn't for me. Right, right. And so you've been in real estate. How, when was that transition made? How long ago? Oh, three, oh, four, bro. Oh, three, four. I remember having my studio at the end, at the end, when I was getting out in 2002, I was just letting people come to my house and use my studio. I was having parties. People would just come use my studio. I was just a guy in the house drinking and, you know, they're bringing over whatever, you know, women to party. And I'm like, I, I can't do it anymore. You know? mm-hmm. Can't do it anymore. All right. So, so why was it real estate? What, what led you there? Well, I got a little educated. I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad in 2003, mm-hmm. which, I, you know, I don't want to give too many props. He, the, the book is good. but I feel you. I, I, I know. I'm tired of mentioning his name for the last decade. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the book was good. And I'm like, you know what? I never thought about the cash flow quadrant where can I do that or no? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And even the book, the, the book didn't break it down for me to where I understood it really. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, I. I didn't understand this. The cash flow quadrant is cool, but the cash flow, the cash flow. What I didn't understand was what you could be in the equation, but this arrow here is the key. Mm-hmm. It's the arrow. I'm like, the cash is flowing from these people that are making the money and going over to, well, me now. This is where I live now, you know? So it's like, it's all, no matter what you make here, it doesn't matter. It always is up over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, that was pretty much my inspiration as well. But my one critique about the book, it kind of leaves you hanging in the how-to part, right? No it, content. Yeah, it gives you the idea and the concept and you get all fascinated with it. And uh, then you're like, okay, now what's next, right? Yeah. So how did you do that? Did you? Was it a course? Was it a mentor? You just went out and, and started learning trial and error? Dude, I got so blessed to meet two men, brother. Two rich white dudes, man. Um, Lonnie Scruggs was the first one. God rest his soul. And they both moved after life, Matt. Lonnie mm-hmm. Scruggs and Mike Cheatwood. They were running the local RIA back in the 2003. Mm-hmm. And this is before the RIAs were cool. RIAs are cool now, you know. Back then, when you showed up being who I am, how I look, it was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Like, the, it was all clicked up. You know, I'm showing up. I'm walking in there. Hey, I, I didn't know anybody. It was a whole nother side of the world. The real estate business operates from 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. The music industry operates from, like, noon to, like, 2 I in the know. morning. <laughs> right. Yeah, whatever. I know. I, I got you. So, yeah, it's a totally different world. So, um, here you are. Like, kind of tell me what you've uh, – that was back, what, 2003 or four? I think you said. So, here we are, what, 15, 16 years later? Yeah, dog. Uh, what does business look like for you today? A biz- my business, I don't want to make it seem like I'm a high transaction guy. I do transactions, but I don't live in the world where everybody's looking for five, six deals a month. You know, this is not my world. Mm-hmm. I do maybe five to seven transactions a year. I'm okay. putting out, I'm using private money, but I have a rental portfolio, Matt. Mm-hmm. And it's not pretty rentals. It's just ugly stuff, you know, and we, I do lease options. Mm-hmm. So my lease options are the ones that keep me cranking out. I might sell a house two times a year. 
I get a big down payment out of people and we do it again. But my lease options is my train. Well, you don't, you don't really see that on the internet. It's not pretty. Right. Right. Well, buy and hold isn't pretty, right? <laughs> you know, that's why they don't have any TV shows called hold that house. <laughs> right? <laughs> That'd be very boring television. You know, uh, that true wealth is boring. Wealth is boring. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, what's his name's quote? Uh, Millionaire uh, next door. Yeah, the, the best investing is boring investing or something like that. There you go. It's boring. Nobody wants to hear it. When I tell people, they're like, man, I want to do flip. I want to do that. I'm like, dude, if you only knew. This is not where the money is, brother. It's in the holes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's your best source for off-market deals today? Off-market deals? Matt, it's changing, man. As I drive down the street and I see this, people driving cars. Mm -hmm. I go to the urinals and I see people taking a pee doing this, Matt. <clears throat> my right. perspective and outlook is changing brother i used to be the direct mail guy mm -hmm. i love direct mail man my postcards i'm cranking them out letters and stuff but now man i'm seeing if you ain't living in that phone man i think you might have to be questioned as far as your business is running you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you use uh, any particular apps or anything like that that helps you out with that not really i just got introduced to an app today a few minutes ago a deal deal machine did, is that you? No, but I just did a deal with the guy, so we got a, a, a little relationship now. So I think that's a fantastic app. This is crazy. Yeah, it's talk about living in your phone. I mean, that's just I, I, back in the phone. The way he's been able to leverage the technology and make it all personal and just you know, it's good. This is crazy, Matt. You know, when I started, there was no internet around. It was you couldn't even pull console online. Man, so <laughs> people don't even remember life pre-internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you actually had to knock on a door, you know, you yeah. had to talk to somebody, right? Um, let's see, uh, what's your biggest win in the last 12 months and what'd you learn from it? My biggest win, meeting new people, man. I'm at the stage in my life where I like to just plug into other people and just be the, be the machine behind them or be like the money guy. You know, I've done enough houses. I don't care. I don't know about you, but I, I could care less if I see another house. I mean, they all look the same. I always feel like anyone that says they love real estate, I was like, you're lying. <laughs> you're lying. You've done enough houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's what the real estate gives us, not the real estate itself. There you go. Um, let's see what else I got for you. What do you like most about what you do? Maybe you just answered it. I don't know. Well, it's a time, Matt. I get to wake up, take my kids to school, mm -hmm. go to lunch, eat lunch with them. I'm really a dog sitter, man. All I do is watch the fucking dogs all day. I mean, I got, you know, I'm <laughs> I get to be here. My wife, you know, she takes off work whenever she wants. We go to the movies. I'm just so blessed, you know, but it's really real estate has given me the availability of time, brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Work is irrelevant. It's just a byproduct of the value that I think that we both provide to our communities. That's right. What do you wish you could talk more about? What I wish I could talk more about? Yeah, what do you not get in the opportunity to talk about that you wish you could talk more about? No one cares about the journey of life, Matt. Tell me. The journey. Everybody's so caught up in, I meet, you know, I coach people all around the country. They're like, I mean, I met, I coached a guy the other day in San Francisco. He's like, I don't, I don't have the time. I need to have this shit done by the end of the year. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. Because the journey, Matt, people like, uh, even fall, you know, even early in my life, I, I didn't even notice the trees turning colors in, in my town. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, take the time to look around you and enjoy the beauty of your life. And, you know, Lonnie Scruggs used to tell me that I never got it until as I'm getting older, Matt, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one yeah. wants to hear about that. 
right? I'm I'm in the market for my mother-in-law's car just broke down, so we're kind of like giving her her daughter's car. My wife has taken my car, and I'm out to go get another car. And, wow. and everyone's like, "What are you gonna get? What are you gonna get?" And I was just like, "Those things aren't nearly as important to me anymore." It's irrelevant, right? Those, those Hyundai's are pretty sharp cars right now. They're solid. They got all the technology in there. They get you from A to B. They got the good gas mileage, and <laughs> and I'm like, I, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. But everyone's encouraging me, especially the wife. No, no, you're a baller. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I was like, no. The wife will get you. <laughs> yes. But Dude, the, my wife picked my car. And all I had to do was go sign and pay for it, man. I didn't even pick it out. Uh huh. I know uh-huh. how it is. Yep. Yep. Guys don't drive nice cars because they like them. They drive them because the girls like them, right? Other people. Yeah, the other people. Guys like you, I mean, you're so secure in what you are, no doubt. Then, I mean, you're worried about, I'm sure, you know, I know guys, man, that drive, they've been driving cars for the same 20 years, man. They carry a check in their pocket when they go to the foreclosure steps for two, three hundred thousand. You know, I'm like, these are the guys. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. And sure, I mean, after you could relate going to the music business when when your income goes like this. Sometimes you just want them to be nice and flat so you can sleep at night. The car don't help me sleep at night. Um, let's see. What commonly held truth do you disagree with? Commonly held truth do I disagree with? Hmm. I don't want to say you got to work hard because you need to work hard. Time is money, man. I, I, I used to believe that, but I'm done with that. Time isn't money. Mm-hmm. Can you explain on that? Elaborate? Oh, yeah. Like before, I would say, well, I put a value on my time. Now I've seen I've seen it, Matt, where you can make money online. I mean, literally in a second. I've seen men make more money in an hour than some men will make in a month. So it's like, do I think time is money? Nah, I think it's more like what you do with your time. You know, it's more right. important. Implementation is money. Implement- I like that, Matt. Yeah. Very good. All right. That's yours and mine. No one else can have it. <laughs> um, what do you see happening in the market? that excites you and how is it changing the way you do business? We're talking about real estate or business in general? Yeah, real estate. You know, as I matriculate, thank you, Hampton University, as I matriculate, <laughs> Matt, I'm, I mean, your real estate is one thing, you know, I just think it's, I think it's overrated, man. I mean, it, it's a way to, place to hold your wealth for monthly income. Mm. I, I mean, I just think the internet is so much more exciting. Maybe it's just me because I'm new to the internet type thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that maybe how it is, man? I don't know. Maybe. What are you doing on the internet? Man, this internet. Fucking <laughs> bar, dude. You go to bed, wake up, thousand mm-hmm. bucks. I mean, it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, how, how long have you been, been embracing that side of it? Strong mm-hmm. three months, man. Okay. All right. That explains everything. I was going to kind of guess that, actually. I knew it was less than a year. Um, I made that, you know, I, I did everything through real estate and did very well and escaped the rat. This is my story. I escaped the rat race in less than four years and accomplished what most of the population can't do in 40 years. So that's yeah. been kind of my mantra for a long time. And, you know, when, when you start doing well, and you know this as well, that people start picking your brain. They want to take you to lunch. They want to buy you coffee and tell me how you did it and show me Every the way. <laughs> right? It happens. So it was, it was probably 2010-ish, 11-ish. I was like, well, maybe there's something to this teaching thing, right? And boy, it's it's a whole other business all by itself, right? And so I get it, and the, but it just turns into another business, and now we're we're steering back towards more real estate. But um, you got to put some money somewhere, Matt. You can't spend, you know, you can't go out there spending it. <laughs> right, right. But they can co- coexist nicely, and they actually work well. 
mean, if you're going to choose a mentor, you want to get a mentor that's actually doing it, what they're teaching. And I, they did it 30 years ago, right? You got some cool stories, bro. <laughs> well, I was, I was, yeah, I was looking forward to this conversation. I kind of felt this might happen. Uh, <laughs> what's something few? What's something that few people know about you that you wish more people did? Everybody knows everything on the damn internet. They know all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me jump back. Can I jump back and then bring yeah. that back? One of the philosophies that I got to fight: mm-hmm. those who can't do teach. Those who can't do teach. That was the philosophy I lived by for a lot of years, years ago. I want and that's the one that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. When you asked me that earlier, another one. Yeah, that thought is incomplete because there's some truth to it. But those that love what they do can't help but teach. Can't help but wow, that's deep, man. Yep, nice. Because I've been, I've struggled with that same concept before. It's like, well, if I teach, then people are going to think I can't do. And I was like. No, but I love doing what I do, and I just can't keep it to myself, right? Wow. You heard that saying, too. I remember a guy hit me with it. I'm like, I'm not going to teach this. I'm going to do it. Those that know will do. Those that can't do will teach. Something like that, man. Yeah, those that can do, those that can't teach, right? That's it. But those that can will do. There those you go. that can't will teach. I hate, man, that's, I struggled with that for so many years, man. Yeah. If, I mean, once you accomplish a certain amount, you can't. And, and you enjoyed the process, you can't help but share it. But you're going to teach anyway, Matt, because people look up there freaking calling you all day, every day, all day anyway. I'm like, dude, I might as well just charge you a dollar and then it's over. That's right. <laughs> Boy, if I'd have known that too, back back in the day, because I tried to learn everything the hard way. I didn't want to pay for anything. And boy, what a, what an acceleration of success that is when you just, I just, I just read something. Oh, I was, I, the name might come to me before it's done. But somebody very famous, and he said one of his biggest regrets in life is, oh, it was, it was Grant Cardone. He was saying that um, one of the things, if he had to go back all over, he says he has very few regrets in his life professionally. And, but if he were to go back all over again, he would have paid more for access earlier to really accelerate his process. And I was like, wow, that's something I'm really holding true to myself right now. That's right. Access. You're right. Nice when you see other famous or successful people, very accomplished people like you know, they voice the thoughts that go through your head. So yeah. that's good. That's well, Chris, my pleasure. If there were three guiding principles for your success, what would they be? The first one, brother, is relationships, man. I just can't tell you. Mm-hmm. I can pick the phone up, man. And if I get in a bind, I know somebody that will loan me some money. You know, if I need a ride to somewhere, if I, whatever, man. If I need a deal. Mm-hmm. But that has come, Matt, over time, brother. You know, I, I, these people have met. You know, and the other day I was talking to him when he was like, you know, Chris, when I met you, I did some research on you. I found out you was all right. So there's people that are checking you out, man. And they, you know, that's why you're here. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Number one, nurture your relationships. Relationships. What's number two? I, I was thinking about that too. Private money, dog. If Private I survived the crash. You've been through the crash too, right? 2007. Yep. Yeah, dude. I mean, without that, I would be, I wouldn't be here. You know, mm-hmm. the people that believed in me let me use their capital for interest for rate of return. I was able to, I didn't even feel it really. I mean, we kept flipping houses and we held them a little longer, but private money, if you ain't using private money in real estate, spanky, spanky. Okay. Kind of somewhat connected to your relationships though, right? Yeah. I I access my network. Yep. Absolutely. You're right. Okay. So, um, nurture the relationship. Leverage private money. What would be number three? Number three is your philosophy, man. You know, like that philosophy, those who can't do and can't teach. 
you know, your philosophy will raise you. Jim Rohn said it, man. It'll raise you or crush you. Mm. Got what it. Philosophy do? You know, what, what philosophy do you live by? Do you, do you live with the philosophy of leaving everything and person and place that you go to better than when you arrived? You know, is that, that's like the philosophy that I live by. Whatever I go to, I don't leave this whole shit better, even the world better that I'm here. You know, I want to leave. When I pass on, I want to make, make sure I left it better than when I arrived. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. There's a guy, uh, Ray Dalio. He's got the book, Principles. Very much yeah. along those lines, right? I got that one. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, good. That's good. Hey, so if someone wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Right now, as of today, which is going to change soon because I'm going to get 50 emails a day, Chris buys houses at Gmail, K-R-I-S, Chris buys houses at Gmail. You can just shoot me an email there, my brother. All right. Well, we'll do that. Well, this has been a pleasure. Let's do it again. Let's stay in touch. Yeah, man. All right. Okay. Do All I get right. to ask you anything or I got to just be the giver? Well, you can, you can ask me whatever you want to ask me. I mean, I'm fascinated by people that not only that reach out to me online, right? I'm like, I know, I sense that you're an internet guy, that you understand how the internet works. Mm-hmm. Tell I me have become, how did your days go? I have become recently, yeah. When did that switch from real estate go over? It was a transition about 2010. I wrote a book about my life, about first half of my life in the music business, and I crashed and burned. I was bagging groceries for six months and then raised myself back up through real estate. And so I wrote a book called Do Over, and I started a podcast just to help me sell my book uh-huh. and all the questions that came in were all about real estate because that was a lot of my personal stories. It was either about music or the real estate. And so I started a second podcast around just real estate because I didn't want to ab- abandon my, my dream of becoming the New York Times bestselling author. So I wanted to keep that separate, the book over there. Right. But the real estate podcast just took off all by itself and it turned into a business without me even really without, without it ever being my intent and so then we just started showing i got wind of a what a membership website was and you could put lessons behind there and then people would pay to get access to get in there and so that's cool and uh but i would say it did not become equal to my real estate until it took me about seven years to get the education part to be a, a bona fide <laughs> income stream that was equal to the real estate. And uh, so they're about neck and neck right now. Um, but boy, it's a lot of work. If you're going to do both, your, your, your attention is widely dispersed, you know, but uh, it's good. I love what I do. So it's, it, it doesn't feel like work. So you got a scheduler all day. You got like, Matt got to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm getting 30 minutes, I guess. And then you've got a four thirty or one thirty. Yeah, well, we're, we're, I don't know if this is going to air at the beginning of the year. So we're right here approaching the Christmas. So I'm kind of like on a, a weird schedule here through the week. <clears throat> but um, yeah, typically Thursdays, I do all of my phone calls. Um, Mondays, I meet with my staff and make sure that they're all straight for the week. Tuesdays is my 100% real estate day. Wednesdays is kind of a flex day. And then Friday will be like half speed day and spend the time with my son. Good for you, man. Good yep. for you. That's kind of what it looks like on the, most of the time. But, that is sharp. Okay, man. All right, Chris. It was a pleasure. I'll see you next time. Talk to you soon. Peace. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.